the rescuer has come. He is on an all-out kingdom invasion. The gospel according to Mark is a fast-paced retelling of the life and invasion of Jesus into this world. And these gospels, Mark in particular, are so much more than a simple biography of Jesus. It is nothing short of the story of the invasion of the kingdom of God into this world with Jesus at the helm. Many of the Gospels will tell you what Jesus taught. Mark is far more interested on what Jesus did, focusing on his actions and on his authority. What he's trying to unfold is that in Jesus, the day of the Lord has finally come and the kingdom of God has finally come down from heaven and broken into a world that's filled with darkness and pain and destruction. If the Gospels tell the story of Jesus, Mark records the battle scenes. Now, in the beginning... God had made everything in this world the way it should be. The Old Testament scriptures would call this very good. You might call it perfect. But it was God living in harmony with his people. People living in harmony with God and with each other. People living in harmony with creation and caring for it. And the the wonderful array of what God made. And everything was how God had intended. But through the fall, darkness... And all their powers came into this world. And wielding the weapons of sin and death established a pseudo-reign or a coup, wresting control away and claiming this world as their own. But make no mistake, what the gospel according to Mark says is that Jesus is the king. And he knows what the kingdom of God is supposed to be like, filled with goodness Mercy, justice, life, and he also knows what doesn't belong there. You'll see the story unfold today of Jesus going face to face with the forces of hell who continue to show themselves stronger and stronger and yet winning. You'll see in the story today, Jesus going into the most hostile of areas and dangerous of places, and the forces of darkness don't stand a chance against him. You'll see in the story today, Jesus going among the Gentiles in captivity calling them his own and rescuing them, liberating them from the bondage they find themselves. And you'll see in the story today, the forces of hell fleeing from his presence. You'll see in the story today, people being touched by merely touching his clothes. You'll see escalation today as not just disease is healed, but death itself is reversed Step by step, every moment of the gospel according to Mark. 
unfolds the advance of the kingdom of God. And if you read this story and continue on, as I hope you will, you'll see that in one of the most climactic twists, that just when it seems Jesus is invincible, he finds himself at the mercy and hands of the very powers of darkness he came to overthrow and the people whom he came to liberate from them. And we see the king with invincible power, humiliated and shamed, betrayed and sold out, tortured and killed with what looks like defeat of the kingdom. But three days later, the author of life who gave his life comes back to life, and it is the kingdom of darkness's death knell, ushering in a new age of God's reign. And Mark makes the invitation to you to be a part of that, a part of that kingdom. And the millions who have joined that movement amplify the death knell of darkness from the time of Christ until the time he comes again. This is the gospel according to Mark. And all this year, we're using this gospel as a window to see what Jesus is talking about when he asks us to look for and yearn and pray for his kingdom to come. Mark gives us a snapshot, pictures. Pictures of what the kingdom is like and what it's not like. Pictures of how to notice it in our midst. Pictures of how to respond. Pictures to speak to us when it feels like darkness is winning. This is the gospel according to Mark. And this November, we've been looking at chapters 1 through 5. Today, we continue the story with chapter 5 of his retelling. And as you hear the story unfold, I want you to look for the escalation, the escalation between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Because as any video gamer knows from the time of classic Nintendo to PS4, the deeper you get in, the bosses only get tougher and stronger and harder to beat, don't they? Watch for it. Watch as hell begins to send out its elite crack forces and the battles take place. Watch as death itself comes to invade beyond just mere disease. Watch as Jesus continues to be unveiled as someone stronger and stronger than you would ever imagine. Watch as as Mark entertains the question. Is he even invincible? 
The gospel according to Mark. Chapter 5. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. And as Jesus was getting out of the boat, a man with an unclean and evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs. And no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and ripped the irons from his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he cried out and cut himself with stones. And at seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran and he came to him and he fell at his feet in front of him and he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Have you come to torture me? He said this because Jesus had said to him, Come out of that man, you evil spirit. So Jesus asked him his name. I am Legion, he replied. For we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Now there was a large herd of pigs feeding on a hillside nearby. And the demons begged Jesus, let us go among the pigs. Send us into them. Jesus gave them permission. And the demons came out, and they went into the pigs. The whole herd about 2,000 in number, went rushing down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. And those tending the pigs ran off and reported in the town and countryside. And the people came out to see what happened. And on seeing Jesus, they came to him And they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind. They were afraid. And they told the people what had happened to the man who had been possessed and also to the pigs. And they begged Jesus to leave their region. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by the demons begged Jesus to go with him. But Jesus wouldn't let him. Instead, he said, go tell your family 
how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And the people were amazed. Now, when they had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered while Jesus was by the lake. And just then, One of the synagogue rulers, a man named Jairus, came there. And seeing Jesus, he fell on his knees before him and pleaded earnestly, my little daughter is dying. Please, come and put your hands on her so that she might be healed. And live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and were pressing in against him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for over 12 years. Now, this woman had suffered greatly under the hand and care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. But instead of getting better, she grew worse. On hearing about Jesus, she came up beside him, behind him in the crowd, and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if only I touch his clothing, I'll be healed. And immediately, her bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she had been freed from her suffering. Now at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him and he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowded around you, his disciples asked. How can you then ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be free from your suffering. And while Jesus was speaking, some men came from the home of of Jairus, the synagogue ruler, Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? 
But Jesus ignored what they said and said to the synagogue ruler, Don't be afraid. Just believe. Now, we didn't let any follow except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And on coming to the synagogue ruler's home, he saw a great commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. So Jesus came and went in and asked, Why all this commotion and wailing? The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. And after he had put everyone outside, He took the girl's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went to where the child was. And he took her by the hand and said, Talitha kum. And the girl got up and began running around. She was about 12 years old. Jesus gave them strict instructions not to tell anyone about this, but instead told them to give her something to eat. The gospel, according to Mark, chapter 5. Talitha kum. Talitha Kum. Jesus can do it in one shot. <laughs> and he tells you to pray like this Thy kingdom come. You got it. He tells you to pray like that. What is the kingdom? It's what Mark is unfolding. Are you facing disease? Pray for healing. Are you facing oppression? Pray for freedom. Are you facing darkness? Pray for liberation. Are you facing enslavement to the powers that be? Pray for Jesus' presence. Are you facing death? Pray for resurrection. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what Jesus tells you to pray for, and I want to invite you to take him up on it, to pray with me today. Enough of you know the drill that those of you who don't will pick it up easily. Every time I say it, you respond, and let my words help guide your own prayer here today for God's coming kingdom in your life, in your family, in this world.